and before we start, we want to about the lights. Yeah, we want to explain. We have a bit technical difficulty about the lights.
we are in His protection. And the presence of God is not just like here. The presence of God is go with Him wherever you go. So the protection also go with Him.
Yes, Jesus, you are a defender. You are a defender and you have won the battle, Jesus. Father God, I pray for today for us here who come in this place with anxiety, with fear, with worry, Lord. For those who are feeling unworthy, they are not worthy, Lord. Father, I pray for release so we know the truth that they are loved, that we are loved, Jesus. We are loved, Jesus. You are here, Lord. You are here, you walk. You are here in this room. No, not only in this room. You are here in our heart, Jesus. You're ready to bring restoration. Because when you are here, when you are in this room, everything changes. Everything changes. You are the light. You bring the light to the darkness. You pray the Lord. All we do is praise. All we do is just worship, Lord. And you believe because you have delivered us, Lord. So we want to praise and worship you for you what you have done, Jesus.
Sunday. Uh, so we have no agenda. We just want to worship the Lord. Uh, we want to hear from Him. We want Him to speak to us. And sometimes that means speak through you to us. So that's why we have a mic. And so as we begin to worship it again in a minute, if God gives you something, uh, feel free to come to the mic. You, God can speak to you, to us, in one minute. Or maybe two max. <laughs> I'll say this. It means absolutely nothing. God uses me to speak for 20 minutes. I'm just joking. Okay. <laughs> but seriously, if God gives you a vision or something, uh, feel free as we worship to come to the mic and share it with the congregation. I also want to encourage you uh, to open your eyes when you worship. And look around, and maybe God is telling you, go and pray for this person. So just go over to pray for them, you know. If you don't know how to do that, it's very simple. You just kind of walk over to them and say, do you mind if I pray for you? If they say no, you say okay. And then when you go back to your seat, you pray for them from there. But, <laughs> but most likely they're going to say okay, and you just pray for them, you know. And sometimes you might want to, like, even... Like, just make sure that if you have a word for them, just get close to the ear so they can hear it. Um, yeah? So feel free. This is Free Flow Sunday. We believe that the Holy Spirit uh, will move freely through us. I have just a word I want to share with you. Ten minutes. And then we're going to go right back into worship. And we want to hear from God. Um, so the, the, the scripture verse I want to read from, where is it? Here it is. It's actually out of Mark chapter 9. It's basically a story of a man who comes to the disciples. He has a, um, a boy, who his son, who, um, well, I'll just read it in verse 17. It says, uh, Teacher, I brought my son who was possessed by a spirit that robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth and gnashes his teeth, and he becomes rigid. And what's really interesting is as I read, I was reading that, like, okay, he's mute, but he might be just having seizures, you know, not just, but he's having seizures. He could have a seizure. I remember I, I said that one time to someone because uh, we prayed over someone who was, I believe, was demon-possessed. He was doing this very thing, and we prayed for him, and he got deliverance, and someone who didn't believe in, you know, in that demon stuff looked at me and said, uh, well, maybe he had seizures. And I said, okay, he had seizures. We prayed over him. He got healed. He stood up. <laughs> God touched him. So the disciples can't heal him. And then he brings them to Jesus. And Jesus says, how long have you been like How long has he been like this? He said, from childhood. And then he said, um, but if you can, the man said, if you can do anything... 
take pity on us and help us. And then Jesus says, if I can or if you can, if. He says, everything is possible for the one who believes. Immediately the boy exclaimed, really interesting, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. And this is the word I, I felt like as I was like kind of reading this that I wanted to share that, you know, in life, in your life, I'm sure in all of your lives, you have gotten, you have like have challenges, you have different challenges. And a lot of times we just pray, God, take away the challenge. But I, I want to I say this to you, that challenges reveal what you're relying on. I heard someone say it this way, challenges reveal what you lack, but I don't believe you lack anything, and I'll talk to you about that in a minute. Challenges, like, they, they bring up needs, and they're opportunities for breakthrough. They're opportunities for you to break through and, and, and come to a new level of understanding in God, a new level of faith, a new level of reliance upon God. And so, basically, it works this way. When a challenge comes our way, it, 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 it starts bringing to surface that which we believe. It starts bringing to the surface that which we rely on. I'll explain in a minute, but it causes us to have to make decisions, and those decisions are based upon kind of what we are holding on to. I don't know if I'm making sense, but hopefully I do. And so sometimes when, we, when we're challenged, we, 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 we have a need and we're not, we're not, we're not, it's not happening, like we're not seeing it or we're saying, God, I don't have enough faith or we start relying upon something that's not from God, something that's been in us for a long time and God actually wants to pull it out of you. He wants to show you that what you're, uh, how do I say it, uh, what you're relying on is not the proper thing. That's what was happening. He's like, I believe, but help my unbelief. There was something that was just keeping him from totally understanding. See, I'll say it again. We are not lacking. You are not, if you have Jesus, you are not lacking anything. You're just relying on something that's not of him. You're not lacking. Oftentimes when, when we come up with this need, we, we, we end up walking in like shame and guilt, uh, you know, I don't have enough. I'm lacking. No, you're not. You're not lacking a thing. You're just relying on something that's not of God. So, for example, you know, financial needs. You have a financial need. You have a financial challenge, and you're, you begin to worry. The reason why you're worrying is because you're relying on something that's not of God. This, this, uh, this past uh, uh, couple of days, uh, I went away with a few guys, and we were just praying and seeking God, and... and um, there's a formula. You know the formula M's, M, E equals MC squared? It's a very, very popular formula. Actually, in most mathematical equations, we don't even put it anymore, but there's a, I always call it a tilde. What was it called? So E equals MC squared, and then there's this little like kind of line after it. I don't think they call it. I want to say tilde, but it's not. Something else. The reason why there's that little line is because that formula is not perfect. And I always say that that little line is God. And so in your life, when you calculate your finances, 
A lot of times what you're doing is you're not putting God in the equation. So you're, relying, you're not relying on God. Or so like when your child starts like maybe behaving the way you don't want him to behave or he starts maybe going astray and starts getting involved in something he's not supposed to or maybe he's just kind of like trying to figure out who he is and then what happens to you? You become fearful. You know, I always say, that, I always say it about moms that, you know, moms, uh, yay, when our children walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you follow. Moms worry when the kids worry. Moms feel bad when the kids feel bad. And so they're rely, you're relying on something other than God. It's revealing in you something that's saying you need to rely on me. God wants that to come to the surface. Why? Because he wants to get rid of it. He wants you to begin to rely upon him. And so when this need begins to arise, when you begin to have the negative thoughts or the negative emotions like worry and doubt and fear and anger, even lust and, and, and manipulation, that's another one that comes over us sometimes. When we're not relying upon God, we begin to manipulate. And he's bringing that to the surface, not because he wants to shame you or make you feel bad or, or show you that, oh, you're no good. Or you're... No, he's showing it to you because he wants you to run to him and say, help me with my unbelief. I see I'm relying on something other than you. And so, I, I, actually, I like the way I, I heard Bill Johnson say it this way one time. I really like it. He said, he said insecurity is wrong security exposed. Insecurity is wrong security exposed, meaning insecurity is when you're relying on something that's not really secure. Because God is very secure. So insecurity, or, or when, you, when, you, when you have this insecurity, it's because you've built upon wrong security. You've built upon something that is not going to help you because when the winds blow, and the, and, the, and, the, and the storm stop, if you're, if, you're, if you're built on sinking sand, if you built your house not on a firm foundation, it's going to crash. God's not showing this to you. God's not revealing this to you to make you feel bad. He gives you opportunity for breakthrough, opportunity to take away the thing, that, that lie that's in you, to take it away from you, to pull it out of you, and then you begin to rely upon the one who is most reliable. Amen? I mean, that first song, I'm uh, sorry, I'm going to get in trouble when I said this. See, that first song was for you, bro. I go before. He goes before I know. Even before I even know, and he comes back with the head of my enemy, and all I did was praise. All I did was stay still. See, that person that wrote that song was relying upon the reliable one. He wasn't looking at the enemy. He wasn't looking at how big the enemy is. He wasn't looking at how big the problem was. He wasn't looking at anything. He just said, all I did was praise. All I did was worship. All I did was bow down. God wants us to take the things that we're relying on that are no good, that are not worth it, and throw them away and begin to rely solely upon the king. Solely upon the one. And so when these problems arise in your life and you start having these negative emotions, these negative feelings that are, that are based upon lies, these are not something that you have to feel shameful about. These are something that you have an opportunity now for. An opportunity to change. 
For example, I love James chapter 4 where it says, Do we not fight and quarrel? Do we not fight and argue? Because of the evil desires which dwell within us. So here you are with your wife, or here you are with your workmate, or here you are with your partner, and you're arguing. Now you get to go, it's because of the evil desires within me. Lord, help me to rely upon you, not upon what I'm, what I'm relying on right now. Change the whole situation. So, the next, uh, I don't know, however long we go, we're going to worship. Because that is our weapon. See, one of the weapons, it's only one of the weapons, but one of the weapons that we can use to, to get rid of these things, these lies inside us, is to begin to be, get, get aware of the kingdom of God, the dominion of the kingdom of God that's all around us and all in us. To set our affections upon him, to begin to just get in a place where we understand that the kingdom of God is in charge over our lives, over everything that we're facing. This is a weapon that we can use. I'm going to give you one other thought as you worship, as you spend time worshiping. And if God gives you something, I'm going to remind you, God gives you something for the congregation, please come up and share. Really, just come up. Don't worry about how stupid it is. I remember uh, I was on a retreat just uh, uh, a couple of months ago. And I, I, I thought, like, there was a session, and I, I said, i got to share this. i got to share this parable. There's a parable about the, the merchant who finds the, the hidden treasure in the field. And, like, I was like, that has nothing to do with what this retreat is all about. I don't know. So I, kept, I was, like, filled with, like, kind of doubt. You know, I said, I just think I'm supposed to share this. I think I'm supposed to share this. So right before the session... Uh, we didn't have a musician or something. Something happened. We didn't have any, any like, worship practices. You know what? Let's just sit still. And let's just listen and see what God has to say. And all of a sudden, this one lady says, I don't know why I'm sharing this, because it sounds so weird, but I see this guy digging in a field. His hands are all dirty, and he's looking, and he's searching for treasure. Okay, God, I know that I'm supposed to share this now. You never know what God is putting on your heart, and you share it, someone else needs it. Don't be selfish. Don't be selfish with what God's giving you. So how do we move from this place, and then I'll be quiet. How do we move from this place of, of relying on insecurity and beginning to rely upon the king? Well, it's very simple. These two words sound rather, uh, I don't know, whatever. They sound what they sound. Confess and repent. Now, when we say that, I would say you say it out loud. Say, God, I'm relying on this. It's, I know it's wrong, right? And what I mean by repent, a lot of people, when, when we hear the word repent, we think of repent from behavior. But why don't we go a little deeper than that? What repentance really is, is a change of mindset from relying upon the things of the world to relying upon the kingdom of God. Let's start relying upon the things that God's promised, the things that God says we can rely upon, upon the things that he said, I am your father, and I will complete the work that I began in you. 
I am your father. You are my child. And all things work out for the good who love them and are called according to his purpose. Eye is not seen, nor ear is heard, nor is entered into the heart of man. Those things which God has promised for those that love him. See, the kingdom of God has all the answers that you need. And all the things that you need to rely on that will help you be calm in a storm. Like Jesus sleeping in the boat. Most of the time we are so focused on our situation. That we forget that we have an amazing God. We're on the winning side. He has won the battle for us. The fact is, some uh, more, uh, oftentimes, like the fact, like, want to show us, like, this is what happened, and you know, and you are gonna stop, or this is bad, this is the end. But then we have the, we know the truth from our God that He has delivered us. He has won the battle. He's not only our father, he's not only our king, but he's our champion. When with him on our side, who can be against us? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you have reminded us to rely just on you. And you are enough. You
by the Egyptians. And the Israelites started to unbelieve. And I would like to read from Exodus 14, 13. Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. Lord, I pray today. I pray for the people who fight and struggle in sins and their struggles, Lord. In financial, in work, in relationships, even in ministry, Father. I pray for the hearts that are confident enough to be still in you, Jesus. I pray that when they be still, you fight for them. Like how you stand in front of the Israelites, you will battle in front of all of us. Mountains made in front of us, that ends like the Red Sea, where we can see nothing but God. He's the God who will fight for us, and He's the God who will stand before us. So I would like to encourage us all today in all of our struggles, even in people we pray for, who we pray for years and years and still there is no answer. He is the God who answers. Amen.
is still, it's easy to stand on a boat, but if the water is raging, you got seasick sometimes. You can't survive. But I don't know about you, but I know a God who can stand in a raging sea in the middle of the storm and say, quiet! And then the water still. Even the storm and the raging sea said yes to His command. So, if you feel like, I'll just pray. God, I'll pray for everyone that feels like they're in a raging sea, in the middle of the storm, in the middle of uncertainty, they feel like they're getting seasick in life. God, I pray that the, by the power of God, by the power of the command of Jesus, raging sea, be quiet. And let your people know that we can be still and know that you are God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the calm water. We receive it in Jesus' name. As, as Victor was praying, I, I felt like some of you have the seas inside your mind. And the seas are all going all over the place inside your mind. You, you have the authority, just like that song, to tell your mind, be still. So as we sing, as we continue to worship, if your mind is going like that, just tell your mind, be still. In the authority of Jesus that God has given me, mind, be still.
during our worship. Um, I don't know why, but God keep talking about water. He keep reminding us. He keep um, repeating again and again about water. And I'm wondering, God, why water? And see, I start to see something beautiful. You know, like Moses experienced from the rock inside the water, right? So God showed me in my vision that I start to see the field is so dry. It's like there's no life there. And suddenly from all the area in that um, field, suddenly appear um, water spring. Little by little by little, one by one, one by one, appear so many little water spring. And after some moments of waiting, suddenly the, the dry field changed to be a river. And then after that, while waiting again and again, it's become waterfall. And then I start to asking God, like, God, what do you mean with this vision? And he started to tell me that from this church, as long as my people want that, I will make them as my water spring. That they will be a river and they will go flow to the any area, the dry place. Because outside our, our church, there's many places who dry. There's many people life is drying. So we need to go and reach people. And God even say like this in the first. Okay, uh, wait a minute. Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But then the water that I shall give him will come, become in him a fountain of water spring up into everlasting life. So uh, let's pray together. Dear Father, thank you so much for today, God. Thank you for you gave us the water springs in us, Lord. Thank you that you put the seed in every heart of these people, Father. Father, I pray that you help us to be your spring, Father. You help us and send us, Father, to be the water, to be the flow water for every people, every place who drive, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 We're asking for that water, Lord God. We're asking for that well, Lord Jesus.
thank you that you're our friend, Lord God. Thank you that you're our friend. You're more than a friend, Lord God. You're our Father. Lord, you're our King. You are our Lord. You are our provider. You are the Lord of the breakthrough. Lord, there's so many names, ancients of days. Lily of the valley, Rose of Sharon, hallelujah, Lord, you're everything to us. We're going to take communion now, so I think everyone has it. If you don't have one, just raise your hand. We'll make sure you get, get one. Why don't we get the worship team some too, yeah? I, I see they don't have any. I know you guys might have already done it, but do it with us. We want to do it together. So yeah, so ushers, if you can come get with You know, we don't, I don't care about formalities. I really don't. I just want Jesus. That's all I want. We just want to be close. And with communion, uh, Jesus said this is the new covenant. So basically it means uh, you come into an agreement. The beautiful thing about coming into agreement is that he basically did it all. He provided it all. It's like, he, it's like when you went over to somebody's house, um, they provided all the meal, they provided everything at that meal, they did everything uh, for you at that meal, they did everything. You didn't even know it. They paid for the gas for you to come over. They bought the car for you to get there. They bought the house that you were in before you left. I mean, this is what Jesus, he did everything for us. Everything. That's his agreement to us, that he will never leave us nor forsake us, that we are his children forever. What is our agreement? What, what do we, what, how do we, I think today, I mean, there's many things I could share, but today, what I want us to come into agreement and say, God, we agree with your way. But we want to come into agreement to your way. We want to do it your way. We trust your way. We trust your will for our lives. That's, I think, the agreement that we can come with to God with in this, in this time of communion as we sit at the table with the Lord. So if we would all just stand... Victor, come on. Come with me. I love my brother. I love my brother. So glad you're, that you're with us, that we're together. Yeah, I'm glad too. So happy that you're going to be a father pretty soon. I'm going to lost the church news again. Lord, this is a symbol of your body, Lord. You took it and you broke it, just like you broke your body for us, Lord, that by your stripes we are healed. We do this in remembrance of you, Lord God. We eat of this bread and we remember that you were this perfect sacrifice that forgave all our sins, that you did it all for us, Lord. You did it all for us, Lord. I just can't get over that. It's that word all. I can't even imagine how much you did for us, Lord. We, we can't even comprehend it. So all we can do is thank you, Lord. 
So as we eat this bread, we, we think of you, we remember what you did for us. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would lead us in the, in the cup there. God, we thank you for your blood. We thank you that by the cleansing of our sin through your blood, we got a new bloodline. Thank you, Lord. We got a new identity. We can call ourselves children of God. We want to thank you, Lord, that by giving us everything, including your blood, to cleanse our sin. We have the freedom to act like the children of God. Thank you, Lord. To act in freedom, to act in righteousness, to sing, to dance like children of God, Woo! to believe, to surrender like children of God. Thank you, Lord. And to speak truth into people's life, into our life as children of God. So we want to do this to remember that we are part of a family of God. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated for one minute. I think you're going to share a couple of church news, right? Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. And I think what he prayed we should do afterwards, I think we need a song that we can dance to. So I don't know what you get. We have no agenda, so we don't know what song we're going to sing. So you guys figure it out.